1: want to snuggle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I would think that whoring would actually decrease in the rain, though, since street corners become significantly less comfortable.
1: Not like actually whoring, just like, you know, finding a snuggle buddy.
0: Well, you didn't say snuggling, you said whoring.
1: Because it rhymed. Uh-huh,
0: but <laughs> words mean things. You
1: think I'm you think I think about these things before they things, come out of my mouth? Things mean
0: things. All right. And you need to double down on what you're saying. Alright,
1: it's raining. It's wait. It's raining. It's Peagles. Tonight play the Eagles, the football game. What the fuck is Peagles? <laughs> I don't know, I had to make it rhyme.
0: <laughs> Could have gone with Kegels.
1: Okay. <laughs> The whores are doing their kegels, and they're supporting the eagles. (laughs) It's
0: raining in puddles. We all want some snuggles.
1: That that is some slant rhyme, if I ever heard it. It
0: might be slant rhyme, but at least it's rhyme.
1: 90s rock band. (laughs) okay train
0: you say that like it's a bad thing it's
1: not a bad thing but there are many songs I love from the 90s that I go oh come on
0: yeah well (laughs) rhyming is hard
1: rhyming is hard that's why I went with the first thing that came to mind
0: Uh uh-huh and it was a good rhyme I'm down with that rhyme I'm just saying you didn't own up to what you actually said
1: well it was poetry there's a deeper meaning to it
0: Ah, uh, yes. yes. Yes, that traditional whoring poetry.
1: I mean, fuck yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Do your thing, ladies. Actually, no, it actually is on brand because I saw Conquista Whore this year this this week. So people are whoring. They're flocking to see Rachel's fringe show, Conquista Whore. All right. I, <laughs> so I like that. It's ra- it's raining. Uh it's raining, it's pouring. Uh we're we, conquista. conquista whoring? Whoring. There it is. <laughs> All right. Sweet. And she got a free shout out. There you go. There you go. Hell yeah.
0: Go see Conquista Horror at the Philly Philadelphia Fringe, Fringe Festival. I think the
1: last show's on Thursday. Yeah,
0: go check it out. But it's,
1: it's badass. Anyway. Hi, everybody. It's pouring outside. It has been for three whole days. Thanks,
0: Hurricane Ophelia. <laughs>
1: yeah. Ophelia's back for Hamlet with a fucking vengeance, man. <laughs> we were talking at work today uh, at the Betsy Ross house. A lot of women work there. Um, as it should, uh, we were talking about how the, the peop the hurricanes that seem to do the most damage or tropical storms or whatever mm-hmm. are the women or the female named ones. Aren't they mostly female names? Aren't they no, it's male? every, oh. uh, uh, they alternate. Oh yeah. It alternates. Oh. Yep. So it's boy, girl, boy, girl. Or, well, and like some of the names of course are genderless names like Sam, Pat. I don't know. <laughs>
0: For some reason, I have trouble working up any fear of Hurricane Pat.
1: <laughs> that's the one that's going to take us all out because nobody knows what's coming. It's like, is it? It's like that, uh, what was it, Mad TV sketch? Yeah. Which is probably not PC anymore. No. Um, but still definitely defined our generation.
0: <laughs> that was all of Mad TV. Well, probably yes. couldn't do that now.
1: Oh, absolutely. That was just the 90s again. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: Fortunately, well, except that we're trying to do the '90s again, but don't it won't actually come back. No, just aesthetically, not just, culturally. Just the
1: aesthetics, yeah. And but yeah, I
0: guess Irene, Katrina,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like a lot of the ones I think about, I'm like, oh shit, they're, you're right. <laughs> I'm sure there are a few exceptions, but like in the recent in recent history, the women, because uh, my one of my coworkers who works at the desk, she was like, "Damn, Ophelia's fucking us up." <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, she is a Shakespearean heroine who drowned, so it does seem right that she's now drowning the world. Yeah, fitting. Yep, I, I find it beautifully poetic. Speaking of poetical,
0: fucking Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, see, he ruins two, everything. Two poets in the room, right here. We got the whoring and snuggling, and then we got Ophelia. One of these is not like the other. I don't
0: know. Ophelia was. Kind of doing some whoring and snuggling.
1: Hey, hey, hey. And that's why she drowned herself because everyone was shaming her. Depending
0: on, you know, your culture, I suppose.
1: Was she whoring? She was just with the man she loved who was a cray-cray (laughs) fuck-up.
0: Yeah, well, by the standards of her society.
1: Well, her society is lame.
0: I'm not disagreeing. (laughs) Her society did have ghosts, though.
1: Uh, our society has ghosts.
0: Yeah, but like <laughs> not the same way.
1: I mean, I think the same way. That Yeah, but like there was a literal
0: ghost that spawned all of the drama and like.
1: You don't think that there are literal ghosts that spawn drama?
0: Not like that.
1: I mean, it also is not a true story. I know. I mean, we can start talking about Game of Thrones if we can talk about ghosts mm. and zombies and uh, dragon magic.
0: Wait a second. Are there ghosts in Game of Thrones? I don't think anyone comes back as a ghost. The Mountain no, comes back, but he's very much not a ghost. It's
1: true. There are no ghosts. It's one of the only, like, supernatural things Game of Thrones doesn't do. Yeah. Is ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I guess once no you're sp- dead, you're dead.
0: Spectral dead people coming back. Yeah. Unless you're the mountain. Spoilers. <laughs> uh,
1: All right. Anyway. Hi. So
0: hi, welcome to Campfire Classics. Uh this is a podcast where we do things and you listen because
1: You're listening. You're listening you're, you're and that's
0: how podcasts work. This is an audio medium, and you listen to us as we talk things at you.
1: Yeah but we we specifically Read you stories, yeah, and uh, comment along with them. Yeah,
0: we've pulled them out of the obscurity of public domain and plopped them into your lap so you <laughs> can laugh at the penis jokes along with us.
1: Yeah, and it, we were inspired by this by Agatha Christie, and we get to see the new uh, Poirot. Oh last yeah, week. go check
0: out A Haunting in Venice if you get a chance. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool.
1: Super fun, based on one of Agatha Christie's like very un like not well known stories. Uh, it, it
0: actually is kind of pulled from the obscurity of yeah. the public domain.
1: That one is very yeah. obscure because it's not, you know, one of her big, you know, big 10 or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole lot of fun. Very, very fitting for spooky season. Yeah. So check it check out if you get out. a
0: chance. Yeah. Very, very much fun. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, every week we take turns picking stories for each other to cold read, sight unseen. Uh, and this week I've chosen a story for Heather to read. So that is um, you know, always a treat. But it's before me. we get into it, I wanted to share a few fun facts to sort of set the tone, set the mood of this story that we're going to read. Maybe it's give a little context.
1: Educational too. Yeah, we, we make you giggle and we educate you. We are a doing
0: bit. a public fucking service. Well,
1: especially if you live in Florida,
0: <laughs> because we talk about hurricanes.
1: Because we're reading books.
0: Uh, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, I guess both. I guess both are educational.
0: Hey, Florida! This episode is specifically for you. Oh
1: no! No, I'm scared.
0: Well, just because of the hurricanes.
1: We, yes. I know.
0: And, and the books. And the books. I don't think this. I'm. I can say with relative certainty that the story will have
1: very little to do with Florida.
0: Very little to do with Florida.
1: Okay. Gay, 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 gay. There, now it's for Florida. That
0: was for you, too. (laughs) Um, So, fun facts. This week's author is an Italian named Luigi Capuana.
1: Okay. Not a span if he was a Spaniard, I was like, maybe it is Florida, but no, Italian. Nope. Okay. No,
0: nope. Italian. Uh, so he was born in Mineo, Sicily, in eighteen thirty nine. And he is best known today as one of the founders of the Verissimo Literary Movement, which is the Italian take on that nineteenth century realism movement. Okay. Uh, so I
1: like. I would like to point out that Ken did the Italian hand gesture when he said Verissimo. I I, I had to to make sure I was pronouncing <laughs> so it correctly. Good. Oh, um, my friends in Italy, that one was for you.
0: So, um. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 the Italians' take on like naturalism, realism, that movement that was embraced at about the same time by writers like Guy de Maupassant mm-hmm. in France, Stephen Crane in America, and theatrical writers like Ibsen and Chekhov. Oh, good. Um, So, at the time of his birth, the island of Sicily was part of the Kingdom of Two Sicilies, which was the largest of a dozen or so kingdoms that made up the Italian peninsula. Italy was not a unified country. What? Italy was not a unified country for the majority of its history.
1: I didn't know that. That's But why, it's like the states? Was it like...
0: It was like city states, kind oh. of. So, like, Rome was sort of its own thing. The papal states was... was I mean, its I guess own. that makes sense. Um, and it's why, for so much of its history as being Italy, it's part of why Sicilians think of themselves as, as a separate very thing. different. No, you're right. It's because they were largely their own country.
1: I had never um, thought of that, because any time you meet a Sicilian, they make sure that you know that they're Sicilian.
0: Yeah. Um, But no, so all of the like the regions of Italy that we know of today, most of those were their own individual country up through the late 19th century. All right. Um,
1: the more you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that was going on when he was born. Uh, he was born into a wealthy family, and he tried to go attend school when he was 12 years old, but ended up getting sick and had to come home.
1: That happens to so many of our writers. Yep. That is so funny. Basically, kids, pretend you're sick and stay home from school and you'll become a famous writer. But I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, you whore. Uh,
0: he did, Whores,
1: did. It's like the theme of the episode.
0: <laughs> this episode brought to you by the letter O.
1: Oh, baby.
0: For <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, so he did continue to educate himself, uh, teaching himself from the family and public libraries. In 1857, at 18 years old, he decided to go study law, but he gave that up after a couple of years to join the Risorgimento. Okay. Which uh was This political revolution aiming to unify all of Italy. Oh. Uh, The movement lasted for 23 years. It started back when he was very young in 1848. He joined in 1860, and it lasted until 1871 when, spoilers, Italy did unify.
1: That was the time. That was it right there.
0: Uh, Italian unification, by the way, for those who are curious, is celebrated on March 17th, and they do a big celebration every 50 years.
1: Isn't that St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Sweet. So okay, from now on, I'm not gonna call it St. Patrick's Day. I'm gonna call it Italian Unification, Unification, Day. Unification Day, and I'm gonna get drunk on Italian wine. Hell yeah! Uh, and eat all the fucking pasta I want because I'm Irish. I can drink beer and eat corned beef and cabbage whenever the fuck I want. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate Italian Unification Day.
0: Love it. To be clear. Um, whether you are Irish or not, we support you drinking beer and eating corned beef and cabbage and potatoes and all that crap whenever you want.
1: Absolutely, fucking that's, that's
0: just a good life. <laughs> you don't have to wait until St. Patrick's Day to celebrate.
1: No, you do not.
0: <laughs> you also don't have to wait until Unification Day to eat pasta.
1: Or to drink wine, as we're doing right now. Ding! <laughs> that was a good one.
0: Yeah. Um, so during his time with the movement, Luigi served as the secretary of the Secret Committee of Insurrection in Mineo.
1: Okay, January 6th, but what? <laughs> and
0: later as the Chancellor of the nascent civic council.
1: Oh Jesus. Uh, Those are some uh, intense titles.
0: Yeah. So those were his positions. He also, during this time, wrote and released his legendary drama, Garibaldi, based on Giuseppe Garibaldi, the general at the forefront of the unification.
1: It was a play? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Cool.
0: Um, in 1864, Luigi moved to Florence and started writing in earnest, writing essays and shorts. And in 1867, writing and publishing his first novella. In 1868, he moved back home to Sicily, where his father's death and some economic hardships forced him to take up a couple of other jobs uh, to support his writing habit. But eventually, I he have was... no
1: idea what that it feels like <laughs> at all
0: but eventually he was elected mayor
1: oh good okay Jean Valjean yeah uh in
0: 1915 at 67 years old just after Italy joined the first world war he passed away he did continue writing for his in entire the war life or just no okay. no just the timing was coincidental okay. he was not out on the front lines at, well, 60, like, er, at 76 also, years old Italy
1: was. In the first war, was it getting bombed? I know in the second war it was.
0: I mean, bombing was not as much a thing during the first war because bombing technology was very different.
1: That's true. Anyway, moving forward.
0: Um,
1: He died of natural causes.
0: Yeah, he died. 76 years old. I may have said 67, which was a mistake on my part. 76 years old in 1915. Uh, he, yeah, so he continued writing through his entire life. He contributed stories, essays, reviews, poetry, novels, novellas, and various theatrical pieces to Italian literature. Nice. Today, you will be reading a short story translated to English and published in the Library of the World's Best Mystery and Detective <gasps> Stories in 1907. Ooh. This is... The Deposition.
1: The Deposition. Let's do it. Let's start
0: this fire. Fire
1: time. And it's the right season for it now, too. The Deposition by Luigi Capuana.
0: Oh, that's almost disappointing. Half of my excitement was to hear you pronounce his last name.
1: Uh, It's not French. (laughs) It's Italian. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) Hey, we're really early on. Let's wait for it. I know nothing at all about it, Your Honor. Oh, good, we're in a court, yes. (laughs) In a court,
0: starting right off the bat with some quotes.
1: All right, love it. I know nothing at all about it, Your Honor. Nothing at all? How can that be? It all happened within 50 yards of your shop. Nothing at all, I said, in an offhand way, but really, next to nothing. I am a barber, your honor, and heaven be praised, I have custom enough to keep me busy from morning till night. There are three of us in the shop, and what with shaving and combing and hair cutting, not one of the three has time to stop and scratch his head. Well, that would mean you have lice, and then you should shut down your barbershop.
0: <laughs> also, do you have to stop to scratch your head? Because, like, here I am, I'm talking, and I'm also scratching my head right now, and it did not interrupt the flow of that's, anything. That's very
1: true. Maybe they have a microphone right next to him, and they don't want to make noise. <laughs> You're you welcome. Hear that? You're welcome for Can the hear ASMR that? Back, back home. Uh, also, he's being very defensive right away. <laughs> we yeah. love that.
0: Although, I suppose, if you're in the middle of shaving someone and you stop to scratch your head... You might
1: accidentally nick their neck.
0: Or accidentally shave your head. shave your
1: head. Yes, it's true. So not one of us has time to stop and scratch his head, and I, least of all. Many of my customers are so kind as to prefer my services to those of my two young men. Perhaps because I amuse them with my little jokes... (laughs) <laughs> I'm so good at my job. <laughs> this is the Everybody perfect,
0: loves me. This is like the Humble barber brag. shop
1: or the like beauty parlor. <laughs> yeah. where it's like, I'm the funny one that everyone wants to hang out with. It's like, oh my God, tell me about your day. <laughs> tell me the drama. Give me the tea. And what? With lathering and shaving this face and that and combing the hair on so many heads, how does your honor expect me to pay attention to other people's affairs? And the morning that I read about it in the paper white, I stood there with my mouth wide open and I said, well, that was the way it was bound to end. Ooh, Hmm. I'm intrigued. All right. Tell me more. Tell me more. What happened and what is the tea, bitches? Let's do this. (laughs) Why did you say that was the way it was bound to end? Why? Because it had ended that way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, snarky bit. He's that, it, these are one of his jokes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, because it ended because that it way. Because it ended that way? <laughs> see what I did there?
0: <laughs> oh, yes, of course it had to end that way. Why do you say that? Because it ended that way. Oh, that's fuck how it you, ended, Groucho. You
1: dumbass. <laughs> you see. On the instant, I called to mind the ugly face of the husband. Okay, <laughs> well, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So that we have a husband. Now we're we're getting our characters here.
0: We have a husband. We have Who's? a judgmental barber.
1: A ju- we, well, we have, yeah, we kind of have a bitchy barber. <laughs> bitchy barber, ugly husband, and a judge. All right, great. Every time I saw him pass up or down the street, one of those impressions that no one can account for, I used to think. So he's kind of a meh. Yeah. It's Just like eh. That fellow has the face of a convict. Ooh. Oh, so he does have a look about him. Yeah. He's ugly and he looks like he's he looks, up to no good. He okay. looks
0: like he's been arrested.
1: Yep. But of course that proves nothing. There are plenty who have had the bad luck to become uglier than mortal sin, but very worthy people all the same. Oh my God, that barber's such a bitch. (laughs) This is so on like, on brand for like a modern day, like beauty shop. It's like, I mean, I've seen some ugly fucking people that are really nice, (laughs) but this guy's ugly as hell and he looks like he's nasty. (laughs) I'm obsessed with this. But in this case, I didn't think that I was mistaken. But you were friends. He used to come very often and sit down at the entrance of your barber shop. Very often? Only once in a while, Your Honor. By your leave, neighbor, he would say. He always called me neighbor. That was his name for everyone. (laughs) His voice is slowly morphing. And and
0: not so slowly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's written in that voice. It's so funny. Sure. That he's kind of a little like, I'm going to end the gossip. I'm going to, like, give you the the bullshit.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I never have time to think about other people. Now, let me tell you everything I think about other people.
1: That was his name for everyone. And I would say, why certainly. The chair stood there, empty. Your honor understands that I could hardly be so uncivil as to say to him, no, you can't sit down. A barber shop is a public place like a cafe or a beer saloon. At all events, one may sit down without paying for it, and no need to have a shave or haircut either. By your leave, neighbor! And there he would sit, in silence, smoking and scowling with his eyes half shut. He would loaf there for half an hour, an hour, sometimes longer. He annoyed me, I don't deny it, from the very start. There was a good deal of talk. Ooh. <laughs> what sort of talk? A good deal of talk. Your honor knows better than I how evil minded people are. I make it a practice not to believe a syllable of what I'm told about anyone good or evil. You know, that's the way I keep out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with this guy. <laughs> this guy is This is it. This is the. He, he'd be a Real Housewife of Atlanta or something. Like, I don't like to listen. I don't. I don't listen to gossip. I don't spread gossip. But let me tell you some gossip <laughs> that I heard about gossip.
0: <laughs> I don't believe any of the talk, sir. He looked like a nasty piece of work.
1: <laughs> come, come. What sort of talk? Keep to the point. What sort of talk? Why, one day they would say this. And the next day, they would say that. And by harping on it long enough, they made themselves believe that the wife... Well, Your Honor knows that a pretty wife is a... Chase... chat chase ch cad Cate... Cate... Catismant? Chastement? Chastement? What is that word?
0: Chastisement.
1: Chastisement of God... Oh god, fucking Italians. <laughs> 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 fucking Italians with the 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 Christ- their Catholic bullshit. They're like it's such a sin for a woman to be beautiful. What a what a horrible thing to happen. Well, uh chastisement. What's that movie where they're like there's a movie where uh, yeah, and I'm gonna non- insert the
0: clip from uh from Knight's Tale here. Yes,
1: there it is. That's I was like, what's the movie that we watch all the time? Yep. There it is. I was like, your beauty is a curse. Yep, it's a, it's a burden.
0: Oh, I do. I pray for it all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <sighs> and he's like, oh, all all leaders. Leaders. <laughs> everyone go watch Night's Tale. Heath Ledger, what a gem! Go watch
0: tonight's Tale* in like forty-five minutes when the episode yeah,
1: when done. it's over, uh, when once we've told you the end of the mystery. Because um, I'm hooked. I don't know if you are, but let's go, let's go. Because this bitch got things to say. This like me and this guy in the story. Well, Your Honor, no, well, Your Honor knows that a pretty wife is a chastisement of God. And after all, there are some things that you can't help seeing unless you won't see. (laughs) That it was he, the husband. I know nothing about it, Your Honor, nothing at all. But it is quite true that every time he came and sat down by my doorway or inside the shop, I used to say to myself, If that man can't see, he certainly must be blind. And if he won't see, he certainly must be. Uh, Your honor knows what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) There was certainly no getting out of that. Out out of that. Uh, Perhaps your honor can help me to the right word. Dilemma? Dilemma! Yes, your honor. And Biasi, uh, the notary who comes to me to be shaved, uses another word that just fits the case, begging your honor's pardon. Then according to you, this Don Nicasio, oh, I won't put my finger in the pie. Let me answer for him.
0: <laughs> oh, I won't put my finger, finger in the
1: pie. In the pie. <laughs> but that was
0: fingers don't belong in pies
1: no but there's some I won't
0: put my finger in the warm
1: pie in the pudding pie in the apple pie this guy is my new favorite person um (laughs) oh I won't put my finger in the pie let him answer for himself Everyone has a conscience of his own, and Jesus Christ has said, Judge not, lest ye be judged. Well, one morning, or was it in the evening? I don't exactly remember. Oh, yes, yes. Now it comes back to me that it was in the morning. Yeah, I saw him pass by, scowling and with his head bent down, I was in my doorway, sharpening a razor. Uh, Out of curiosity, I gave him a passing word as well as a nod, adding a gesture that was as good as a question. He came up to me, looked me straight in the face, and answered, Haven't I told you that sooner or later I should do something crazy? (laughs) (laughs) I, (laughs) I love that he's like, I don't like talking to him, blah, 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 but just one look. Just one look. We're so close that with just one look, I made him confess his sins to me. With one look. Well, he sharpened a razor. very fucking Sweeney Todd of him.
0: For the record, dear listener, while uh, I was called out for using a hand gesture to pronounce a particular Italian word, the flappy hands have been going a mile a minute during this read.
1: Oh, this? Yep. Oh my God. It's just, this character's just yep. like every person I know in theater. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a male, honestly. I just, think it's I'm, a, just,
0: I'm just saying we have strong gossip hands going oh, on. Oh, the
1: gossip hands are all over that. Like, I have to. <laughs> this is the embodiment of about a dozen different people I know, personally.
0: I'm pretty sure this person was also on the stand during Legally Blonde.
1: Oh, well, no, maybe. Gay or European? Po- I
0: mean, possibly. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it has very much oh, that vibe. very much so, yeah. very
1: much so. It's like the uh, the uh, um oh what's his name? Why not, uh, the guy who plays the lawyer that hits on L, the actor?
0: Oh, Victor Garber.
1: Victor Garber. Victor Garber's like get to the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, Victor Garber
0: is the judge.
1: Honestly, I think L Woods is on the stand. <laughs> It feels a little like Elwood. feels Woods. a little Elwoods. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little scattered, mm-hmm. but like it's going to get to the point, I think.
0: <laughs> the movie version of this book, this story, I could absolutely see as like, I'm picturing like Victor Garber and Hank Azaria, maybe.
1: <laughs> I would absolutely watch that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only if Hank Azaria is doing a really bad Italian accent, which uh, well, I think, he can. I
0: think he's playing um, Spartacus, what's his name, from mm. Agador Spartacus. From the from bird birdcage.
1: Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to keep El Woods in mind so I don't offend anybody. But uh, yeah. yes, absolutely. fucking <laughs> Hank Azaria is a gem. All right. Uh, back, back to this, this deposition that is happening. Let's see. Oh, because that's the title of the story. Yep. Hey.
0: <laughs> it's like he knew what he was doing.
1: It's like, it's like, oh my gosh. Haven't I told you that sooner or later I should go and do something crazy? And I shall, neighbor. Yes, I shall. They are dragging me by the hair. Let me cut it off then, I answered jokingly. You know, to make him forget himself. so he had told you before had he how did he happen to tell you before oh your honor knows how words slip out of the mouth at certain moments who pays attention to them for my part i have too many other things in my head (laughs) come come what had he been talking about when he told you before Great heavens, don't give me time to think, your honor. (laughs) Let's see, what had he been talking about? Why, about his wife, of course. Who knows? Someone must have put a flea in his ear. It needs only half a word to ruin a poor devil's peace of mind. And that is how a man lets such words slip out of his mouth as sooner or later I shall do something crazy. That is all. I know nothing else about it, your honor. And the only answer you made him was a joke? I could not say to him, "Go ahead and do it," could I? <laughs> as it was as it was, he went off shaking his head, and what idea he kept brooding over after that, who knows. One can't see inside of another man's brain, but sometimes when I heard him freeing his mind, then he used to free his mind to you well yes because he's a good barber or beauty shop owner because they it's basically uh, a therapist yeah, that makes you look prettier it's
0: <laughs> it's the it's you've got the similar the same position as like the local bartender
1: I mean this is there there this is again Elle woods it's, when she goes to get her nails done right
0: And that's part of why I jumped to Legally Blonde, is because it's all about, like...
1: Because she puts her hands on the thing, she goes, I'm having a bad day! Spill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is it. Oh my gosh, this is fun. Okay. Then he used to free his mind to you? (laughs) Why, yes, to me, or maybe to others besides. You see, one bears things, and bears things and bears things and at last rather than burst with them one frees one's mind to the first man who comes along but you were not the first man who came along you used to call at his house only as a barber your honor Uh uh-oh
0: wait a second Uh...
1: oh whoa whoa
0: whoa whoa hold on could I call up my barber and get him to make house calls?
1: Back in the day, you could. During COVID, you could. There were like, there was like that situation, like. Really, they'd yeah. come to your house. Yeah.
0: That seems dangerous. There
1: were like, well, it was like, where they'd like meet. You could like meet in like a park. Like there were people like doing very like specific things during the peak of COVID to get their haircuts and stuff like that. Yeah. So people would like do house calls or do one-on-ones hmm. and everyone wore a mask. And so it was like, this will be the safest way to do it. Yeah. But now I'm like, ooh, this guy's going over to his house and he knows a lot as, about his life. As a
0: barber, wink, wink.
1: As a barber. like Definitely
0: not raining, pouring, whoring.
1: Definitely not raining, pouring, whoring. <laughs> See? Theme of the episode. <laughs> I sense a twist about to come in here. Let's go. Only as a barber, your honor. Only when Don Cassio used to send for me. And very often I would get there too late, though I tried my best. And very likely you sometimes went there when you knew he was not at home. On purpose, your honor? No, never. <laughs> and when you found his wife alone, you allowed yourself. Calumnies? What? <laughs> Calumnies?
0: Calumny. The making of false or defamatory statements about someone in order to damage their reputation. Slander. It's like
1: slander. I was yes. going to say slander. So I could just say slander. Is that like, is it an Italian word or is it still used?
0: No, it's, 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 uh, it's, calumnies, calumnies. It appears in, um, in Shakespeare.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
0: But it's, it's also, I mean, it is the equivalent of saying you slander me.
1: How dare you?
0: Calumnies, your honor.
1: (laughs) I'm going to start fucking saying that instead of slander. Slander gets overused. I'm going to be like this bitch calumnying me.
0: (laughs) Oh, sorry. Calumny.
1: Calumny.
0: Calumnies your honor
1: Calumnies your honor Oh I love calumnies Calumny
0: not calumnies
1: Calumnies your honor I don't
0: think I've ever heard that word said out loud
1: I don't definitely not I've seen it Calumnies It's like bitch get on your knees and how dare you (laughs) Calumnies (laughs) Alright so slander Calumnies means slander Okay. Calumnies your honor Who dares say such a thing Does she say so? It may be that once or twice a few words escaped me in jest. It's not like you don't talk on and on and on. Jesus.
0: No, your honor. I would never do anything with his wife. Did she say I did something? Well, Well, I might have said something, but it's all talk. It's just, you know, it's like it's how guys are in the locker room.
1: Yeah, boys will be boys. You know what you're going to do. You know how it is, when I found myself face to face with a pretty woman, you know how it is, if only not to cut a foolish figure. (laughs) That was very far from a joke. You ended by threatening her. What calumnies threaten her? For what? A woman of her stamp doesn't need to be threatened. I would never have stooped so low. I'm no schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome. He's a, probably a murderer, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Passion leads men into all sorts of folly. That woman is capable of anything. She would slander our Lord Himself to His face. Wait, is Jesus just wandering around the fucking streets of Italy now? I mean, it is Catholic territory. (laughs) Of course he is. Of course he is.
0: (laughs) Jesus lives there.
1: Jesus lives there. You know what I heard recently? Jesus
0: lives here. This I know. This is gonna
1: for the. Pope, he told me so. Exactly. Uh, I heard a fun fact recently that I looked up, and it seems to be legit. Did you know when Jesus became white? Michelangelo, or Michelangelo, however you want to put it, when he was painting the Sistine Chapel, uh, uh, they came over to his studio to look at his work, and somebody asked, who's that? And he goes, "Uh, that's Jesus Christ. It was a painting of his lover and they went, good, that's the one we want. And that's when Jesus technically became white to the masses. So the Jesus we know with the thorn crown and like the heaving chesticles and like white was Michelangelo's gay lover. That's (laughs) fucking fabulous.
0: Amazing. Right? (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Yep. I was watching like history talk, history TikTok, and I looked it up a few like few places, and they're like that's pretty accurate because Michelangelo's like Jesus is like one of the original like ones that went viral in a way.
0: So ripped Jesus is a gay icon.
1: I mean, yes. (laughs) How many musicals do we have about Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) Thank you, Sir Andrew. Thank you so well, and Sir Schwartz, and yeah. Sir, uh, and we got Cotton Patch. Oh yeah, we got a lot. We got all these Jesus music. Rock musicals. me, rock me, rock, rock me, me, sexy, sexy Jesus. Jesus.
0: <laughs> that was a lengthy tangent. That
1: was a lengthy tangent, but I think it needs to stay in because that's fucking brilliant. Anyway, okay, so she would slander our Lord Himself to His face. Passion? I at my age? <laughs> I'm well into my forties. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm so old I'm not capable of passion anymore.
1: (laughs) Oh, that one kinda hurts.
0: (laughs) So I it's I cringe so funny. I cringe in Hamlet every time he tells his mom, At your age the blood is cool.
1: Yeah. And she's he's what, twenty-seven?
0: It depends on whose math you trust. It
1: depends on whose math, but yeah, so he's he's about thirty. Yeah. So that means she's about fifty. It, or a little younger, maybe, depending on when she had the baby. But, like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you want to have sex, Mom? Gross. <laughs> like, no, not a woman of your age. All right, so this man's in his 40s, so he could never, ever want to be with a younger woman. That never happens on the planet of Earth. <laughs> I'm well into my 40s, Your Honor, and many a gray hair besides... <laughs> Many a folly I committed in my youth, like everyone else, but now? Besides, with a woman like that, I was no blind man, even if Don Nicasio was. I knew that that young fellow, poor fool, had paid dearly for her. Oh, see, she is a whore! <laughs> Just keeps coming back around. See those things I say in the opening? You never know. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like I'm psychic.
0: <laughs> Is Italy particularly rainy?
1: Rainy? I mean, depends on where you are.
0: Yeah, it's a big country.
1: Yeah. Uh, poor fool. He paid dearly for her. I knew that he had turned her head. That's the way with some women. They go their own gait; They're off with one and on with another, and then by the end they become the slave of some scallywag who robs and abuses them. He used to beat her, Your Honor, many and many a time, Your Honor, and I, for the sake of the poor husband, whom I pitied, yes, that is why she says that I threatened her she says so because i was foolish enough to go and give her a talking to the day that don Nicasio said to me i shall do something crazy she knew what i meant at least she pretended that she did no this was what you said yes your honor i remember now exactly what i said i'll spoil your sport i told her if it sends me to the galleys but I was speaking in the name of the husband. In the heat of the moment, one falls into a part. The husband knew nothing of all of this. Was I to boast to him what I had done? A friend either gives his services or else he doesn't. That is how I understand it. I love that he went from being like the annoying guy who sits on his stoop to, to such a good friend, friend. that he's going to go threaten his wife for him. Why were you so much concerned about it? I ought not to have been your honor. (laughs) I have too soft a heart. Your threats became troublesome, and not threats alone, but promise after promise, and gifts besides, a ring and a pair of earrings. That is true, (laughs) won't deny it. (laughs) I found them in my pocket, quite by chance. They belong to my wife. It was an extravagance, but I did it to keep poor Don Nicasio from doing something crazy. If I could only win my point, I told myself if I could only get that young fellow out of the way, then it would be time enough to say to Don Nicasio, my friend, give me back my ring and my earrings. <laughs> Such bullshit. He would not have needed to be told twice. He's an honorable man, Don Nicasio.
0: We're the two best friends that, that anyone, anyone could have.
1: have. But when she answers you, keep them to yourself, I don't want them, you began to beg her, almost in tears, ah, your honor, since you must be told... this is sl- He's slowly turning into, uh, uh, what's-his-face from Parks and Rec., Uh, Tom's friend (laughs) John Ralphio John Ralphio He's turning into John Ralphio as I go
0: So now it's John Ralphio and Ron Swanson
1: (laughs) Also Brilliant Good casting Oh my god brilliant casting Yes Ah, Your honor since you must be told I don't know how I managed to control myself "'I had so completely put myself in the place of the husband. "'I could have strangled her with my own hands. (laughs) "'I could have done that same very crazy thing "'that Don Nicasio thought of doing. "'Yet you were very prudent, that is evident. "'You said to yourself, "'If not for me, then not for him. "'The lover, I mean, not Don Nicasio.' And you begin to work upon the husband who, up to that time, had let things slide, either because he did not believe, or else because he preferred to bear the lesser evil. It may be that some chance word escaped me. There are times when a man of honor loses his head, but besides that, nothing, Your Honor. Don Nicasio himself will bear me witness. But Don Nicasio says, he too? Has he failed me? Has he turned against me? A fine way to show his gratitude. He has nothing to be grateful for. Don't excite yourself. Sit down again. (laughs) This is a great two-person play right here. Yeah, it's, this is amazing. I, so
0: I have actually several times had to fight the impulse to take over the judge's role. So we
1: can just read it, so that it we can
0: just—it's a—it's a two-person play. It's a, a two-person
1: well, play. Two play. It's fucking fabulous. It has
0: been strictly dialogue. It is clear that he wrote for the theater. Yeah.
1: Well, yes, and he's now we now we're getting stage directions within the text. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> this is brilliant. Sit down again. You begin by protesting that you knew nothing about it at all, and yet you knew so many things. You must know quite a number more. Don't excite yourself. You want to drag me over a precipice, Your Honor? I begin to understand. Men who are blinded by passion walk over precipices on their own feet. But then Your Honor imagines that... I myself, I imagine nothing. It is evident that you were the instigator, and something more than the instigator too. Calumny, calumny, your honor. <laughs> we went from never seeing or seeing this and being heard out loud to four times. Yep. Four times.
0: I am going to look for that word. I find frequently that when I hear and learn a word for the first time, it starts popping up oh, all absolutely. over the place. So yes. now that we've heard it a bunch of times in this store, I'm going to be looking for it in the real world. I'm oh, willing yeah. to bet that in the next three days, I hear someone use that word
1: randomly,
0: like w- just without,
1: listen to NPR. You'll with, <laughs> yeah,
0: but like not not even to me. Like I'll bet I hear someone use that word on the radio, on TV, in a conversation. Yeah. I'm Definitely Doctor not eaves, definitely oh. not eavesdropping on in a Starbucks somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> mm, Calumny. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, Calumny. Calumny, your honor. That same evening, you were seen talking with the husband until quite late. I was trying to persuade him not to. Like I said, let things alone. Since it is your misfortune to have it so, what difference does it make whether he is the one or somebody else? And he kept repeating, Somebody else, yes, but not that rotten beast. His very words, Your Honor. You stood at the corner of the adjoining street, lying in wait. Who saw me there? Who saw us, Your Honor? (laughs) Who's the bitch? Who is it? (laughs) Who squealed? Yep.
0: Snitches get stitches.
1: (laughs) You were seen. Come, make up your mind to tell all you know. It will be better for you. The woman testifies. There were two of them. But in the dark, she could not recognize the other one. Just because I wanted to do a kind act? This is what I have brought on myself by trying to do a kind act. You stood at the street corner. It was like this, your honor. I had gone with him as far as that, but when I saw that it was no use to try to stop him, it was striking 11. The streets were deserted. I started to leave him indignantly without a parting word. Well, what next? Do I need tongs to drag the words out of your mouth? (laughs) This guy's like, I'm fucking over you, dude. What next? Why, your honor knows how it is at night, under the lamplight. You see, and then you don't see. That's the way it is. I turned around. Don Nicasio had plunged through the doorway of his home, just by the entrance to the little lane. A cry, and then nothing more. You ran forward? That was quite natural. (laughs) It's like, you ran towards the screaming, you moron. I hesitated on the threshold. The hallway was so dark. You couldn't have done that. The woman would have recognized you by the light of the street lamp. Uh, The lamp is some distance off. You went in one after the other. Which of you shut the door? Because the door was shut immediately. Well, in the confusion of the moment, two men struggling together, I, I could hear them gasping. I-, I wanted to call for help. Then a fall. And then I felt myself seized by the arm. Run, neighbor, run! This is no business of yours.
0: Is the husband Catherine Hepburn? <laughs> yes,
1: yes, apparently yes.
0: <laughs> Interesting role for her. <laughs> Interesting role. You know, I'd never put it together before, but she does kind of look like an untrustworthy convict.
1: (laughs) I mean, really, though. (laughs) Run, neighbor, run. This is no business of yours. It didn't sound like the voice of a human being. And that was how, that was how I happened to be there. Helpless witness. I think that Don Nicasio meant to kill his wife, too, but the wretched woman escaped. She ran and shut herself in her room. That is, I read so afterwards. In the papers. The husband would have been wiser to have killed her first. Evil weeds had better be torn up by the roots. What are you having that man write, your honor? <laughs> he just noticed the fucking, like, court stenographer. <laughs> ah, ah.
0: I think he meant to kill his wife, but she got away. He should have killed her first. You got to uproot evil people. Hey, this what is off he, the record, right? What are you writing down? This is all off the record, yeah? Did I Shit. did I make that? This is... Did oh, I not say that? God damn. Is that camera recording? Fuck, Fuck me.
1: <laughs> Nothing at all, as you call it. Just your deposition. The clerk will read it to you now. And you we'll sign it can any harm come to me from it i am innocent i have only said what you wanted to make me say and i have you have tangled me up in a fine net like a little freshwater fish wait a moment and this is the most important thing of all How did it happen that the mortal wounds on the dead man's body were made with a razor? Oh, the treachery of Don Nicasio! My God! My God! Yes, Your Honor. Two days before, uh, no one can think of everything. No one can foresee everything. He came to the shop and said to me, Neighbor, lend me a razor. I have a corn that is troubling me.
0: <laughs> it's the... So, absurdity, blah, blah, blah. Yes, it's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, This has been a good episode. We tell a lot of jokes. It's ridiculous. The thing that makes this writing brilliant is... That he he has exactly nailed the level of absurd specificity that someone who is lying gives. Yeah. Oh, like no. yeah. You you give just a
1: little Just too a much. tiny
0: bit too much detail. Yep. And it's exactly that. It's he didn't say, oh, fuck, right. To- you know what? He borrowed one of my razors.
1: He borrowed one of my razor.
0: He said he he's like. Two days before the thing happened, he came in and he said, I need a razor for this thing. Like, no, Like, very obscure, random thing. You took it one step too far. It's, oof.
1: Well, it's the very first, like, the third sentence. I was like, too much. Too much. Yep. Yep. All right. (laughs) I have a corn that's troubling me. He was so matter-of-fact about it that I did not hesitate for an instant. I even warned him, be careful. You can't joke with corns. A little blood and you may start a cancer. Don't borrow trouble, neighbor, he answered. But the razor could not be found. You must have brought it away. I... Who would remember a little thing like that? I was more dead than alive, your honor. Where are you trying to lead me with your questions, I tell you? I am innocent. Do not deny so obstinately. A frank confession will help you far more than to protest your innocence. The facts speak clearly enough. It is well known how passion maddens the heart and the brain. A man in that state is no longer himself. That is the truth, your honor. That wretched woman bewitched me. She is sending me to the galleys. The more she said no, 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 the more I felt myself going mad from head to foot, as if she were pouring fire over me with her. No, no, no. But now I do not want any other man to suffer in my place. Yes, I was the one. I was the one who killed him. I was bewitched, Your Honor. I was willing to go to the galleys. But I'm coming back here if I have the good luck to live through my term. Oh, the justice of this world. To think that she goes scot-free, the real and the only cause of all the harm. But I will see that she gets justice. That I solemnly swear with these two hands of mine, Your Honor. In prison... I shall think of nothing else. And if I come back and find her alive, grown old and ugly, it makes no difference. She will have to pay for it. She will have to make good. Ah, no, no, no. But I will say, yes, yes, yes. And I will drain her last drop of blood if I have to end my days in the galleys. And the sooner, the better the end that just turned into Sweeney Todd (laughs) what
0: a fucking Scooby Doo villain ass ending yeah
1: he was he put up a front till the very end and then he went well fuck
0: <laughs> well and the also, end is the end is like not only did he confess but he's like yeah I'm do it again. i d- i did it i did it and if you don't execute me for it when i get out of prison i'm going to come back and murder the bitch Murdered who survived
1: him. all because she didn't want to sleep with you by the way i want to point that oh, out oh
0: unhinged
1: uh, yeah, this is why men are scary. Uh, n- not, not to take away from the humor of the entire episode, but he like went to all these lengths because she chose to have an affair with someone, someone else. else yeah, and not him. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> but the writing, brilliant. Oh yeah. <laughs> and cool you know what? story. Yeah. Um, super well written. And yes, it is just a play. Yeah.
0: And it, like interesting that there was never a single, um.
1: There was narrator, he lying. said,
0: she said, they said the whole thing was
1: Yep. The, was in quotes. The whole thing it was a play. Yeah. The, it is a play. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want you to call instead of the if if you if we turn this into a play, which we Mary Mel well might. Uh instead of calling it the deposition, I want it to be called calumny. <laughs> calumny, calumny. I like that. <laughs> the deposition or calumny. Calumny.
0: Oh, Calumny!
1: Oh, Calcutta! <laughs> oh, I liked that one. That somebody, one was somebody
0: at rehearsal the other day made an Oh, Calcutta reference, and I immediately thought of
1: a Broadway, Broadway
0: Cab. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. What just was it? To
1: Justin. It like was. Recently.
0: It was something like there was a there was a conversation going on, and someone was like, "Yeah, it's it's just a shame it didn't last longer." It really deserved more of a run on Broadway. And I think it was Asa was coming down the hallway and he was like, what? Oh, Calcutta.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's good stuff. Uh, But yes. uh, Oh, Calumny. Oh, Calumny. Uh, That was brilliant. That was very fun to read. That was just my one woman show of this play. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was super fun. (laughs) Nice. Love it. Love it. I hope you loved it too listeners cuz that was really fun for me and for Ken.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so um hey listeners, uh if you enjoyed that story and would like to hear more stories from Luigi,
1: oh yeah. Um
0: a let us know by writing into to 5050 production at gmail.com or messaging us on any of our, our social, social media. media. You can find us by looking up Campfire Classics Podcast. Um, but also, in in, in addition to, to letting us know, hey, that was awesome, please send us more, um, if you happen to have a line on any of his stories that have been translated into English, not many of them have. Oh. This was the only one that I found a PDF of an English translation from one of his stories that was old enough that it's public domain. That's
1: impressive.
0: So, like, apparently he was uh, apparently he's a huge deal in Italian literature. He just has not been translated into English very much. So, if you happen to find a good English language translation that you want to hear us read, uh, go ahead and send it our way. I would be genuinely curious. There is one other story that I considered giving you but I think it might have been a little long mm-hmm. but again I couldn't find a good PDF copy of it so it was really hard for me to get yeah. a decent word count
1: well maybe I need to reach out to my Italian friends <laughs> and see if someone English. will translate it for you translate some stories for us yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah so go ahead and do that let us know what you thought of the episode let us know what you thought of the story Uh. let us know what you think of um, Luigi and White Jesus and anything else that you might, um,
1: <laughs>
0: that, that you might.
1: And Calumny. Uh,
0: feel. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell us your thoughts on life. And of course this week's secret passcode is definitely White Jesus.
1: White, White Jesus. yeah White <laughs> Jesus. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, that's everything I got.
1: That's what I, had. I mean, that was fun.
0: Yeah. That, that (laughs) felt like that was, that was the right ride to take. I'm I'm
1: glad we both had a glass of red wine with that episode that just seemed right on Mm, par with, with an Italian, like, uh, farce or whatever that was. Whatever that was.
0: (laughs) Melodrama, I think. Yeah,
1: very much melodrama. Yeah. yeah. Which is why all my melodrama voices emerged (laughs) throughout it.
0: Uh so yeah, this was great fun for us. I hope you enjoyed it, and until next week, this has been Campfire Classics, where we try to read those books that look really good in Italian.
1: Oh calumny, I long to see you far away rolling river.